Welcome to the big kickoff here at Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. What date is today? The 12th of the 12th. It's only a week and uh, two, uh, yeah, just two, or, yeah, we're nearly there. <laughs> I have Neil Dobbs with me, Neil. How are you doing? Hi, Roy. Good to be Great. here. Great, you're standing in for Dave this week. Dave is off out uh, having a few oh, yeah. for well his for Christmas some. party. Did you well have your some. Christmas party yet? I did, yeah. Where'd you go? We went into town into the church last week. Oh, great spot. Yeah, Tell you what, spot. it's a deer kip though. Mm. I went in, we went into, when was it, Sunday, a few weeks ago anyhow, there was a few Christmas presents got. We went in and we said, right, we get something and uh, we just had, well, I didn't have the baby, Jill had, had the baby, I just was there. But she was our first drink, so it was our first gin and tonic after having, ah, having right. the child, so we went in and had a gin and tonic, but we were getting food. 1995, for fish and chips. Holy moly. For there fish and chips. Well, fish and chips, yeah, that could be 15 to 20 quid. Is I could have went around the corner to Leo Burdock's and really, go, so yeah. I would have been better. But anyhow, it's still a good spot. To, it's a night, and it's all yeah. lit up with the Christmas stuff it and all. So. Well done, yeah. um, so go anywhere after that or was that the No, the night? that was the whole night, yeah. Work, work, do. So yeah, all paid for more or less till the last few shots and shorts. So not so bad. You're a Liverpool fan. It's just, of course, you have to replace a Liverpool fan with a Liverpool fan. So you must be... Uh, Cloud nine at the moment, Neil. Right, this is as good as it gets. This <laughs> is it. This but is it's not as good it. as it gets. The no. end of the season will be as good as it, it gets. Be, but I mean, the run they're on, this is literally from all, I mean, what, I was too young to remember most of it at this stage. Now it's gotten that old. So Kenny Dalglish and the boys, but this is it. This is, what a season. Brilliant. Uh, I, I, I had said at the start of the season, I thought Liverpool were going to win it. It has not changed my mind at all, one bit whatsoever. Uh, Leicester are putting up a valiant effort but I just can't see Liverpool if they lose a game they lose the one I just can't see them losing any other than, than that they're, you just, look, they're running the last what's it 40 games now or something like that it's just absolutely ridiculous. and I thought that if Salah and Mane got injured that they'd struggle but it just showed when they, they put out Origi against Everton and Oxlade-Chamberlain they have the the players there they that have can the come squad. Origi's yeah, yeah. improved immensely yes. from when he uh, when he joined, and yeah, no, they definitely ha they have the players. Yeah. I, I don't know maybe if, if Van Dijk goes out, maybe that shakes them a bit. A good hurt, yeah. yeah. But that's you know he, he hasn't shown any signs of of, of of going out. Anytime he gets a knock, you think he's going to be out for a while, and then he's back again. It's like. Uh, who was it? Remember that film? We used to, uh, what, what was that what film? Oh. What about Bob? What about Bob? He's not <laughs> gone. He's never gone. I knew you were going down that road. Yeah, That's so it. Uh, okay, listen. I'm going to play a Christmas song because it is Christmas. And I'm going to do my last bit of Christmas shopping this weekend. Hopefully it's the last bit of Christmas shopping. What have we got? What do you want? Ah, go for anything you want. Okay, we'll go for El Jonah Louis. Oh, Stop the Calvary. My fave. Thank you. 
Churchill comes over here to say we're doing splendidly But it's very cold out here in the snow Marching to and from the enemy Oh, I say it's tough, I have had enough Can you stop the cavalry? And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. If you want to text, oh, it's 7062 7138. Uh, the big kickoff at 96.4 at gmail.com. And Liffey Sound's Facebook page, our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. And, you know, walking down the street, say hello, whatever. Scores. We have a few scores uh, in, in the games. Europa League night Neil was saying that he doesn't know what it is but they were in long enough to uh, know what it was uh, what, what scores have we got there Neil? Uh, what have we got here? Rangers won Young Boys nil. they need a win there don't they? And they're in Porto's group as well yeah. so yeah Rangers are on if they if it stays the way it is Rangers will top the group on 11 points Porto will also qualify on 10 points and Young Boys will miss out I think a draw is enough for Rangers. So right. if they get even the draw there, and that's 49 minutes gone yeah, playing in, at home. In, in that game there. Uh, Wolves, you were saying, are... Nil all. Nil all, which I think, I think they might be true. I think they might be true. I'll find their group now. Celtic are down 2-0 at the moment, but they've already qualified and have already topped the group. Uh, Cluj are beating them 2-0. And Lazio are actually getting beaten by Rennes 2-0, which uh, is going to be Rennes' first win of the campaign. Uh, Manchester United are there somewhere. Nil-nil, uh, no surprises there against AZ Alkmaar. Uh, it's like Boren Boren Arsenal. But they are already true, and Partizan Belgrade are winning 3-0 against Astana. Astana got a beat United there the other week. Uh, obviously a young United side, but that was their first win over the moon, thrilled, and I'm sure that'll live down their memory. But Al- Alkmaar will qualify as well. I suppose they're going for top of the group. And the seedings do help, don't they? If they do. They do, yeah. So, I mean, you can't really look at that game and, and say it doesn't matter if we win and actually know, do because the, the, the Champions League teams come in now as well don't they, they? Do, yeah that's it All and it's been a few like Ajax are one of those teams and you, yeah. I, know, I know obviously they're not as powerful as they were but with the two players definitely that they, they lost um, De Ligt and De Jong but mm. they're still a, a decent size Salzburg I think will give most teams a good run yeah. from the Liverpool game the other night uh, already getting raided yes like, doesn't it seeing that who was the Liverpool it's a Minamina the Japanese international yeah, isn't Minamina he or something like that yeah he looks he, and he actually looked decent on the night I know everyone's saying it now oh he was brilliant but he was actually pretty good in the first definitely the opening 15 minutes he was a bit of a handful so he should yeah. score remember Al- uh, Alisson took the save off I think that was from him yeah the one had it saved, but uh, he looked good. If you're a busy player, you're a club player, so you could be, yeah, that's yeah, it. Well, I think, so. I think the price tag they're saying is release clause, something crazy like eight million, which is nothing, nothing. So and it's but the nothing. same thing is with uh, Erling Haaland, yes, it seemed his release clause is 17 million. Wow, um, but he's flying, seemingly flying into Germany to talk to two German clubs at that, the moment, yeah. yeah. So Dortmund, I, think, I, I, think I, I watched them, them I've watched them, yeah, Dortmund, and yeah. I'm not sure who the other one is. But if whoever gets him, I think is going to get a good player because good I've player, looked yeah. at him a couple of times after he's been linked with a few teams in, in in England, and he looks sharp. He's a good left foot. He's strong, um, and he he seems to score goals, That's which is the most yeah. important part. Mm. So 
I think if if someone like and I, I'd be looking at it from a Manchester United point of view, if someone like Manchester United let someone like him skip slip through the fingers, again, you know, it's uh, I, I think they're losing out. There's not. It's very hard to get a, a quality striker who puts the ball away, isn't? It? Now I know he's playing in the league that isn't strong, mm-hmm. so that's fine. But he's young and the way he's playing, sometimes you know by looking at a player. What they're capable he of. He does look, yeah, and he has something a little bit different. I mean, the height of him, he's a handful. I don't even see, he, like, he ran Lovren ragged a couple of times the other night now, where, you know, he really, really had the legs of him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good, good player. I mean, look, he can only go from 17 million, though. That would, it's just a Again, it's snip. Nothing. It's for nothing. That's, That's exactly it. it, yeah. I don't know where they find all these players, Salzburg, but if you look at their books over the last 10 years, five years even, they, geez, they've, they've passed up some brilliant players, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, no, Liverpool being beneficiaries, they're like the Southampton, the, the, the Austrian <laughs> League, you know. <laughs> Liverpool destroy any right, club. There you go. Uh, Wolves, yeah, sorry, Wolves are already qualified. Uh, they're in second place behind Braga, so the two of them are qualified. Braga are drawing, so if Wolves win that, they'll top the group against Besiktas. Uh, but uh, that's nil nil at the moment. And there was another team, isn't there? Another team, Arsenal. Where are Arsenal? Arsenal, Arsenal. I think they played earlier on in the day. Am I right? There is a couple of, of course, there is plenty of teams in, in, in the, the Europa true, League. True to all the standard Liege. True to that. There you go. So uh, I think they're true, aren't they? There you go. PSV. There's a couple of, I tell you, there's a couple of good names left in that competition, no doubt about it. It's a, but it's not an easy competition to no. win. Oh, it's a killer competition. If you're in it from the beginning, it's a killer competition to win. Like, there's that many games involved. Like, that's what you're saying. Liverpool, jokes aside, you're not playing Salzburg. If you went into the Europa League, that is just the worst thing that could happen to you because you're just game after game in there. You don't yeah. want that, you know, and the no. travel is killer. Yeah. Um, yes, Arsenal top that group and Eintracht Frankfurt are second. So, yeah, interesting night. Okay, listen, there's been an interesting thing because the FAI thing, have you, you, you're obviously looking at the, the John Delaney videos at Stamford Bridge and yeah, yeah. John Delaney <laughs> talking about Sepp Blatter on yeah. video, how... Um, how corrupt he was and there's no place for that type of person in the game and he get, deserves what he gets and, you know, merely talking about himself down the road and, mm. and I think he will be someone who is be interesting to see if he ever gets a, a job again. Who, I don't know how you could... Where does he go from where here? Do like, I mean, he, he had a, a cushy number in Europe, didn't he? Some representative as yeah, well. Yeah, so. that was with UEFA, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, you know, whatever title he had, had enough weight to get him into another position as well, but... I, I mean, what's worrying about it is the fact that he became a one-man machine. Mm. Um, what's the phrase they're using now this week? He he had the board or he had the board in his hand. Or so, yeah. In other words, you're excusing the board for being limp and you're basically saying John Delaney was making all the decisions year after year, which we know how that ended up now. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. And pretty disastrous. Of course, now there's what, 55 million they're talking about in debt in mm. uh, 2030 before they think they'd have a chance of paying off the stadium all this talk about 2020 that they'd have a clear and done and all that sort of nonsense um, of course he was getting uh, allegedly getting his, his party was paid for uh, 50th party party 60 grand worth of parties his, his, his girlfriend was getting using the card rent, rent money down rent the road money, and stuff yeah. yeah seemingly that his his wages were something like 300,000 but with all the add-ons and all he was getting about a million there and you go yeah. so yeah so really raiding it and mm. but, so I don't know if that's a criminal offence or not but I'm sure the guards will, will, will I find don't, out I don't think it is in Ireland in. I think that's the way it works isn't it you just get away with this type of thing well yeah if you're a politician or <laughs> politician you're up there near the top yeah CEOs you know yeah, it doesn't if count you have for someone in there but there anyhow so anyhow the government 
uh, it was interesting because the government is set, set to consider proposals to split the FAI into two, which would see funding for vital initiatives safeguarded. A number of prominent football figures, including Niall Quinn and Brian Kerr, believe to... Uh, to be part of the discussions around the establishment of a separate body which will be supported by the state in the tune of 10 million per annum to support grassroots community and development funding. And as part of the plan, the FAI would cater for the international and elite teams funded by commercial sponsorship. At the moment, the government is withholding the funding, obviously, as we already know, 2.9 million to the FAI due to the governance issues. The demand for increased funding properly distributed is against the backdrop of the FAI's current liabilities of 55 million uh, there is some government support at a high level from other sports the horse and Grey- greyhound fund uh, receives over 80 million per year i mean the horse, in- horse industry is obviously Massive, a, yeah. a huge thing so what do you make of that so i think first and foremost i i listened to brian Kerr last night and he's fairly passionate about it i think you've got the right kind of people talking about it, making plans about it. Niall Quinn seems to be a fairly astute businessman, even yeah. though the, the, the road he's come up on. And I think he was looked on well favourably at uh, Sunderland when he was there. Um, but what I would say is you do need independent people running it. We can never fall into the same trap of having a guy like Delaney, a one man responsible for everything. Um, and maybe that could be the way to go, that they're watching funding more closely, where it goes, how it's distributed. Um, you know, and it's not just kind of jobs for the lads, people that are electing each other that are deciding where these funds go. So I hope that first and foremost it retains the people at grassroots, the guy, you know, your your coaches week to week, your yeah. your guys that are actually doing the bloody work. I hope that that's where it starts, as in it gets released and these guys get paid because there's talk about a lot of these lads being very worried over Christmas whether or not they've got a job. So I'd like to see that be the first stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. Like the, there is people who are full-time in these yeah, jobs. Yeah. And, and full-time just means a normal wage. It's nothing ex- extravagant. There's n- it's mm. not like when you're in football, it doesn't mean that you're making the money that yeah. Premier League footballers or, or, or any sort of uh, professional footballer makes. So this is their livelihood. This is supporting their family. And for and it's happened across the board. And we know all the bad things that's happened. There's been people let go, people put on short time, and yet, Delaney and his uh, got his walking away money. Yeah, you know, still got his walking away money. And just yeah, yeah, which is is, and that seems to happen everywhere in this country. Seems to be fine for everyone else to. You you uh, pay them off to get rid of them. Yeah, and no accountability at all. Mm. So, yeah, you really hope that there's something good going to come out of the bad, Mm. but. I'm 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 not sure. It's very hard to be sure. You don't know. So I, some of the people that are, are in there, you don't know them. Some of them, you kind of heard something about, but you, it's hard. To, it's like a new politician coming in yeah. and telling you that they're going to do this, that, and the other, and you know nothing, and you're you're kind of believing them, and then yeah, there's, there's a lack of trust, and I think the fact that a couple of people have stepped away from the position when they found out about the the state that they were in and the money that was owed, that worries you because <clears throat> their number one target straight off the bat didn't take the job you know yeah. and you want I mean look it's like any establishment from running a bloody shop to a, a football club to a, an international organisation it needs to be ran right with the people at the top they need to be smart well educated people so fingers crossed they get the right people in and it, you know it goes from strength to strength yeah okay so they have uh, it's just, just on this I mean, we might talk about this but the new Airtricity League season is set to start on Friday the 14th of February with a mid-season break around the Euro 2 2020 around to accommodate the European Games. There's also a plan for games scheduled for Friday the 10th of July, which will involve involve four sides in Europe to be brought forward to the 22nd. So just sort of breaking 
fixing the fixtures up for next year. Mm. Four midweek rounds are in the offering and the break from the 13th to the 25th of June. Uh, so, but the, the, the big thing here is that first division will begin on the 21st and is set to have an extended playoff. Fifth place will play second place and third place meet fourth place in two-legged playoffs. The winner will clash over two legs again and then they will meet the ninth place Premier Division team for two more matches. What's that all about? So in other words... Is it to make it more difficult? Or is it to make it... Or to give everyone a chance in the league? I mean, you're literally arguing about a chance, yeah. Your first place goes up, second, third, fourth and fifth are going to go into a playoff. So you have five of the the teams and and at the moment it's the league is struggling now because Limerick I look yeah, like yep. they're they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, More or less wall, yep. gone. And I think there's talk of Shamrock Rovers B. Yeah, I heard this now. Yeah, can Shamrock Rovers B be promoted? Uh, I would imagine not. Yeah. So all of a sudden, then you're so they're in a playoff in a meaningless playoff, or and are they the the ones that go in? You go into a playoff and you get to the top, and then you play the Premier team, you beat them, and then you don't go up. Yeah, that could be it. Meaningless, so the people who don't go... So I don't know. I, I don't know about the B thing. People say it works in Spain and all that, but they've got big leagues and, mm. you know, they can get stuck down in the second, third and fourth divisions and, and what have you. So uh, I'm not too sure about that. But what do you think? First of all, there's two-legged games. So they have to play two-legged game against, uh, say, second place to play fifth. Then if they win them, then they go and play each other. So it's it's like the American so system or games. something, isn't it? As in, your your what your goal is to be in the top four at the end of the season for the playoff scenario, you know, yeah. and, and that's your. I guess it breeds new life if you're kind of in fourth or you've had a bad run and you're, you know, maybe you go on a good run in the second half of the season. You're thinking to yourself, the best we can do here is achieve third. But in this case, I guess if they achieved, you know, third or fourth, they're they're getting an extra kind of bite at the apple. So from that point of view, I guess it might create a bit of excitement. Gives everyone a the chance, yeah, yeah but. It's a lot of games at the end of the season. It is, is it? a lot of games at the end of the season. Yeah. So you have to get through six games to finally get promoted. So yeah. I don't know. I, what would you do with the League of Ireland? Now? Oh, the League of Ireland is just an enigma. Like it's not like there's a lack of support for soccer clubs in Ireland in general, right? I mean, if you look at the English clubs and how well they're supported, but there's a definite dislocation between the League of Ireland and the average fan. Dare I say, the average Premier League fan. Now, whether that's because they're not glamorous enough because they don't know the players personally it's I don't have an association with a League of Ireland club is my problem do you know what I mean like when I grew up Liverpool all the Irish played there you know all your international Irish played there you had your Ray Houghtons your Ronnie Whelans you know guys that were stars in your eyes whereas now if I look down the road say at Rovers and I've been to a few Rovers games this year and I have to say they were brilliant really Mm. really enjoyable I just don't have an affiliation with them which wouldn't make me want to go and watch them regularly or go out of my way to watch them isn't it funny because we're, we're based in Lucan in Dublin mm. isn't it funny that you would say down the road Rovers when actually down the road is St. Pat's they're probably yeah. the closest one to yeah. us and the reason why Rovers are probably in our face is because probably the marketing that they're doing mm. they're getting themselves out there they're going around schools they're talking they're linking up with clubs as we know yeah. Uh, St. Pat's really should have dominated Lucan, Inchicor, uh, probably Ballyfermot. They should be dominating there. It's and like they don't make marketing? noise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they don't it? make any noise. Yeah. I don't think I've ever... I pull it this, right? My young lad now, who only kind of by association with a couple of lads out of his class, there's one or two rower supporters in there, and he likes to kind of have a bit of banter, a bit of wind-up. I bet he doesn't even know who St. Pat's are. 
No. Because there's no, they're not represented by anybody. As I say, they're, they're very quiet. They go about their business whatever way they do. But Rovers seems to be a different machine. Is that the way the League of Ireland is, though? Is it? Like, there's a lot of failings from the, through the FAI, the, the league itself, um, because they don't promote themselves well. The clubs don't get money for live games. Um, it, it just doesn't seem to be. The, the, fun, the prize fund is pittance. Mm. So, and you're thinking... Clubs like Limerick are trying to spend money to, to be able to get themselves promoted into a Premier Division and then when they get up there, then they're spending more money than there is sure. prize money, so yeah. there's, there's, there's nothing there. But to market themselves, they're not doing very good jobs at marketing themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, as I said, Pats is the example because Pats should be, should, should be everywhere around an area should, yeah. which Lucan is 50,000 people and Ballyferma, I'm sure, is is fairly high as well. You could be talking about an area of around 100,000 between Inchicore, Ballyferma and, and Lucan and there's nothing. That's me, don't mind that. Right. And, but, <laughs> but there's no, no marketing at all for it. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. Like, I think about that and with that, you got to get them in young. You know what I mean? you got to get their attention and get something. Now, whether that means they open the doors, whether that means they're, they put extra money into the underage and bring up their, you know, you'll get a sense of community if, for example, they have 100 kids on their books at age 7, 8, and 9 and developing teams and, you know, people have an affiliation with the club. Mm. But... I think Rovers are kind of getting to that stage now where they're developing I and think they're bringing they've up been their the best kids. at it, haven't they? I think they have been the best at it. And they seem to be, you know, I, I, and again, this is, I, again, I have no affiliation with Rovers, but if I look back and say my daughter's team played a half-time during the, Rose Bo- the uh, Bowes-Rovers game, they were invited in to play. Like that, immediately then, she was kind of inqui- mm. inquisitive about there. They play games out in, um, in Tallis Stadium. The underage games get played out there. Um, which is a big plus because it, it means then you're going out a couple of times a year where you might not have. Yeah. Um, they just seem to market, promote themselves better. Yeah. But I definitely think they need to get the kids younger. They need to get a vested interest in a club yeah. at a young age. If I look at my neighbour down the road, the father now is a Mad Rovers fan, but like that, geez, that kid could tell you every piece of history of Rovers. He's 15 now. He'd tell you everything about Rovers for the last seven years. Yeah. Like he, he's as obsessed as you know the average kid would be about Liverpool or Man United. So, so yeah, it's it uh, it definitely depends on in the area. It depends on your you know probably parents as well. If they if they were highly into St. Pat's or League of Ireland team, yeah. which which it is. Matter, like there's still a good or a few of them around. I think the Friday night thing is a brilliant thing as well. The Friday night games, mm. you know, and they, as I say, the the Bowls game we were over there. The atmosphere was brilliant at that game. Yeah, um, I was really really well done. So I, I quite enjoyed. I mean, it. the FAI Cup final was a it was a great yeah. spectacle yeah, as well, like, so. and a good game as well. It's just that you're looking at the league and you're saying, where does it go? Like, where, where can, where can, there is crowds of people who, you know, people love football in this country. There is the numbers to go to games, but you have to be able to entice them. If you look at the championship over in England, or even look at the premiership, but you look at the premiership, the championship, the Scottish premiership, you can go to some of them games. You can watch Sheffield Wednesday and Knott's Forest and you, you'll switch it over. It's, sometimes it's pure muck mm. that you're watching. They're going, this, this is a terrible game. But they promote it so well that people go to these games. And, but isn't, and isn't it a bit of rivalry built in there as well? And I mean, or, or you think Ireland would be great for that? You know, we're playing Cork, we're playing Drottery, we're playing Dundalk. You know mm. what I mean? You think that would absolutely bet in. But unfortunately, the majority of the clubs are around Dublin, which, you know, Dubs versus Dubs. Yeah, fair enough. I know, yeah. again, Rovers Bowls, but... You know, you want rivalry up and down the country. Sure, you want people yeah. to want to support our club yeah. to be better. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's just a hard mindset. I think anyone our age and older were programmed differently now at this stage because yeah. we look at the league differently. Do you know what I mean? You're too used to watching Premier League and the glamour and the, you know, the big, the big, it's, it's, it's everything. But it's probably you know. better now than it has been in a long, long time. Since, True, the, yeah. since the days of, I don't know, before tablets and colour TVs and mm. stuff like that. Since them days when people just, just went to games because there wasn't too much to do, in yeah. all fairness. Since them days, now the, the numbers are starting to go back up again. The crowds are starting to go back up. But again, I'd say Shamrock Rovers because they're doing so much, uh, all these stunts of getting kids in for free and, and what have you. But <coughs> now is the time to do it. Strike while the, the iron is hot. I think there is the League of Ireland at its best level that has been in a long, long time. Mm. And now they need to, that's what I'm saying, the marketing side, I think has been shit poor, basically. You yeah. know, so I think if they if they have a good look at that, and that's why they're trying to talk about the Brian Kerr and the, and the Niall Quinns coming in with offers and what have you. Yeah. They need to look at that. Something that different has Something to change. Different. Yep, Something different. Definitely. Mentality change, that's it. Okay, so you have to break. Welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Well, we talk for a few minutes and a few goals go in. What happened to Wolves? Goals galore, yeah. So Wolves were playing out a nice 0-0 draw with Besiktas and Diago Jota had different ideas and scored a 10-minute hat-trick. Unbelievable, 10-minute 10-minute hat-trick. 57, 63, 67. And then Den Donker added another one. A minute before that. So there you go. 4-0 Wolves. 4-0 Wolves. Also at Old Trafford, United are 4-0 up. Uh, again, it's within 10 minutes. Ashley Young, Mason Green will be two and one Mata penalty. It makes a 4-0 for Manchester United. It doesn't change too much for them. They are going to be definitely top though, one way or the other. Uh, I've just seen here on... Uh, on the news Desi Farrell has been confirmed as the manager of Ireland, all Ireland champions Dublin following a, uh, com- a convention of the county board I think that was expected I think it's expected yeah. it's it's definitely I wonder if it's going to th- next year does this give others hope now yes definitely where when they it, it's like that uh, I always say the Alex Ferguson thing but everyone does say the Alex Ferguson thing once he's not there yeah it's, it's broken a cycle yeah, is what it's done, and no matter what he does, uh, even if which he wasn't, but if Desi Farrell was there every day of the week, every minute in the dressing room with them, he's a different animal. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, he'll have different ideas. Now he still has probably the best squad to choose from, but it's his to decide what way he wants to go. Now the interesting one is whether Cluxton stays on. Um, there's a rumor that he might step down at the same time as well. Now a double that would be a huge blow. Huge blow. How how big a blow would that be? Because 
He's only a goalkeeper. I know, but you know what? He's he's revolutionised the way Gaelic is played in the last 10 years. You don't just kick for nothing anymore. Like, you ever see the puck, they kick it off. So, yeah. you know, you kick it as high and as hard as you want, and then the big guy man comes through the middle, catches the ball, and possession is nine-tenths of the law. Mm. Whereas this guy, his distribution is in the 90%. He's finding his own man 80%, 90% of the times. And when you're doubling, you're finding the ball eight times, ten times, nine times. You're scoring eight and nine points. Yeah. So it's huge. He, he, again, look, listen, I don't have enough knowledge on the in-depth who comes in behind him. But if you look at other counties, have struggled, look at Mayo, they've struggled with their goalkeepers. They were chopping and changing. It possibly cost them in All-Ireland. It's a big, big uh, number to come in. And the weight of the shoulders on the guy that comes in is also big. Because it's not like they've blooded anybody in the last few years. And they go, mm. right, there you go. There's, you know, hand you over the gloves. So I think it could be big. But you're breaking the cycle with Jim going. And uh, and yeah, it's a mental thing for, for everyone yeah. else, the opponents. Because they look, hold on, these could be vulnerable here. And mm. all of a sudden their game goes up under 10%. That's it. And there's a belief there that they can, that they can beat oh. Dublin now. But... So Desi Farrell's a big job and when you look at it, is he, is he doomed to fail? Or is it, it's a horrible job like, to take, it, it, isn't it? Because it's, 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 I always go back to football because that's what uh, I, I'm from, but it's like, is it the Manchester United scenario when Ferguson goes and no one can follow that? Or is it the Liverpool scenario where everyone from the boot room kind of followed on and was able yeah. to do it? What, what can make that? I, I wonder, can they continue that success and continue to train? I mean, let's be honest, they're going to be there. there. Like you're guaranteed top four regardless. of. I mean, if I went in and managed the Dubs next year, we're, yeah. we're making the semi-final. You know, there's no doubt about it. Um, it's rigged, so they will. Um, but the question is, can they get over the line then in them big games and, you know, what the instructions are and how the players respond to them? Mm. So a lot comes down to the players and how they kind of adopt. And he will have new methods. He'll have new kind of ideas. So let, let's see what way that goes. But um, It's yeah. interesting because the league campaign comes up first. So yep. everyone's, everyone will say, uh, ah, sure, it's only a league campaign. Don't worry too much about it. And, of course, Dublin haven't won that in the last couple of years, yet. have they? Well, I think what makes this one interesting is that if you were a fringe player, and I mean, Dublin have a lot of fringe players. They reckon their B team is fantastic. So, I mean, if you're a B team player and you're thinking to yourself, this could be my season now where I can get in. New manager, Jim, mm. did, you know, Jim liked me but didn't quite, you know, trust me for the, the big games. This could be their moment to step up. So maybe that could, if he's smart, he'll use that to kind of generate that little bit of kind of extra bite, yeah. you know, give the lads a chance. Arsenal Football Fan TV. Um, we've all seen it. Mm -hmm. We all know what it's about. It's probably... Probably one of the most well-known, anyhow, football fan TVs around. Um, they were on the other morning. Um, what's his name? Robbie Lyle is the main interviewer and host of the channel. And they were on with Simon Jordan on the, uh, on the radio the other morning discussing the... Ordinary oh, there, Robbie, take it easy now. Wait, <laughs> take it easy. I haven't let you in yet. But they're discussing... Simon Jordan doesn't particularly like Arsenal football fan TV. And Robbie came on to have his little chat with him. We have given ordinary fans a voice. Not only have we given them a voice, we've given them a big voice. That's why you heard me come back at you. Back in the day, you could have said what you said about me and it would have gone unnoticed. Nobody that's would be able true. to reply. That's very true. You heard me. Yeah, no, someone, you heard someone, me. Now, someone, now, someone now let, me, let yeah. me finish. Let me finish true. talking, right? Um, I'm sorry, Simon. Yeah, I do think you look down on the type of fans that come on AFTV and then, and then it's very, the way, it's very, it's very hypocritical because talk sport allow fans to come on and have their say and sometimes some of the things the fans say you know we don't agree with that either but it's a fan's opinion and as I said to you in, in the video 
what gives you more right to have a say on Arsenal than those fans? How many Arsenal games you've been to? But who said I did? Hold on. How many? No, 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 can I ask you a question? Can Robbie, I ask you a question? Robbie, I'm listening one, to your monologue. One second, because I let you talk. Not you really. Said, you're a Crystal Palace fan. Well, obviously, that's why I bought them. How many Palace fans, Palace games you've been to this None. season? None. Yeah. So what, you know, well, you're you, here you, every you, day. You, Hold on. No, no, you're Robbie, here every Robbie, day. this is not a monologue. No, no, Robbie, no, no. Robbie, you're not, Robbie, this, this is, is not the Robbie Lyle show, Robbie. You've no, had you're, to you're, say, you're, right, Robbie? No, no, you're no, over. No, Robbie, you're I let Robbie, you talk. You can't tell me what I think, okay? How many games have you been to? I do not think. How many times have you owned the football club? How many chairmen have you commented on your club? You don't know how to be a chairman. You don't know how to manage a football club, but you have an opinion on it. I give an opinion on it. And I have an opinion. And my opinion, let me finish. No, let me finish. The point I'm trying to make is that you're looking down on these fans and no, saying not. that they're not allowed to Robbie, have their say. You, you ain't even been tell to a me. game. Robbie, you cannot... You haven't even... Robbie, you admitted it. Robbie, you ain't been to a Robbie, game. You cannot tell me what I think of the fans. You don't know. The real energy behind your platform and the conflict for you as an Arsenal fan, a purported Arsenal fan, and we'll go back to me in purported a second. Purported Arsenal we'll go back, fan. We'll go back to me in a second. Right? Purported we'll, Arsenal we'll fan says the person who doesn't go to any we'll games. We'll go back to me in a second. I was at the game last night. I got in at Robbie, three o'clock in the morning. Robbie, <laughs> I, we'll go back to what you. We'll, go back, we'll, go, we'll go back to me in a second, right? But the idea that you have a commercial vested interest in the well-being of your product supersedes your your role as a fan. Now we'll go to me as a, as an owner, right? Here's me, Robbie. At 32 years of age, I bought the football club that my father played for. I signed schoolboy forms with Palace when I was 16. I spent 50 million quid of my money on a football club. I ran out of money in 2010, and I handed it to others for nothing. I don't go watch Crystal Palace because it's very difficult for me. To to watch others that took something from me which shouldn't have been belonging to them. I've given them players like Klein that you tried to sign and couldn't afford. I've given them players like Zaha from my academy that you, your club couldn't afford and you've also tried and sign Victor Moses. So when you sit there and talk to me about being a failed football club owner or a failed chairman, you don't have the faintest careful, idea what you're careful. talking about. You don't have the faintest <laughs> idea. Now, I don't take exception to it because you know what? That's public record stuff and you're entitled to your opinion. But don't tell me what I think of fans. I was the first football club owner to refund fans their money when my players stunk the house out because they didn't want to lift the leg on an away game. I have an absolute double down, dialed in value of fans. But I listen to you guys and what I hear from you is a societal reflection. And football is... Societal reflection? Yeah, yeah, it is because we've got a very angry, negative society out there that thinks it has a vantage point of saying things that are toxic. And sport shouldn't be a reflection of society. It should be an antidote to society. It should be about lifting people out of grey areas. So, not listening to people effing and jeffing and broadcasting in such a way that is so negative it's a discredit. And you, and you, but, as I and said, you steer into that, Robbie, because it's traction for your product. And when you talk about controversy, no. Robbie, I'm not controversial. Find me a point where I'm controversial. I'm authentic. <laughs> There's nothing controversial about me. You're not controversial. Me. No, not at all. That's the only reason you're on it. Not at all, Robbie. The reason why I'm on here is <laughs> you're because... You're on here Robbie, because you're controversial. Robbie, the reason why you're I'm on You're no it, different the, to the, troops the, or the DT. You're on, just a bit, um... Robbie, you know, you speak in a different accent. Accent. Robbie, the, re the reason why I'm on <laughs> you here... You speak in a different the, accent. You are controversial. You're not on here for your... your. You're not an ex-player. Robbie, I'm an ex-Premier League football club owner. I'm the youngest What's that right? to you're on here because you're what a controversial did, Robbie, Because did, I understand the business of football. What did troops and I understand DT the business do of football. before they were hired to go on your channel? That's a what did they do? I don't know what their but jobs Jim, are. I think uh, DT used to be a DJ. These are their jobs. But Robbie, they're ordinary they're fans. They're entitled to an opinion. Listen, these are ordinary fans. Here's the, here's the thing, Robbie. Nobody has said at any point, this is a figment of your imagination, maybe an inferiority complex on your part, nobody has said that my opinion is more is more prevalent than your opinion. You did because you no, said you want it shut down. So the the reason I played that out uh, to the death there, which was four minutes long, is 
generally because I'm, I'm interested, Neil, in your thoughts on football fan TVs because obviously Simon Jordan there thinks that it, it, there's a negativity behind it. And actually, anytime we've had clips about Arsenal, we have used Arsenal football fan TV. It's funny. Uh, it, it's probably entertainment. Um, and when they're when they're doing well, which hasn't been too much lately, maybe that channel suffers a bit. But what's your thought on on, on these channels? Yeah, it's funny actually. That I, I, this is the new generation of chat channels. It's YouTube born. It's uh, it's like your man KSI and these boys talking smack to each other all the time. It's huge, it, and it's a it's a massive massive earner if you can mm. get the fans online, if you can get the people the interest and the kits and the clicks and all that. Um, I think he's bang on on what he's saying. I think they see Arsenal TV sell a, spe- a special brand of whinging after the game. Mm. Like that's what they're all about. It was never good enough when Wenger was there. Wenger out. You know, to get another man in, him out. You know, it was always that whinging. He used to do podcasts from the half time on the halfway line. That guy, as in recording himself in the fan in the in the stand. Standing yep. up, moaning about the game because they were one all at home to somebody or other, you know. Um, but that's their kind of, that is their brand. That's why you watch them. They're entertaining because they're effing and blinding about everything. They're whinging. They want everyone out. They want, you know, they, they, they're they passionate about their club. But at the same time, they're not happy how it's ran in any way, shape or form. Mm. But I've never seen a, one of them where they all, you know, calmly and talk. And there's other channels out there. If you watch Red Men TV, for example, which is... Uh, more analysis and in depth and there's more you know I guess a better discussion going on but they definitely have that brand yeah so I, what I'm saying is I think he's right as in Jordan and what he's saying is your man is selling a product so you know he's calling him on it and yeah he didn't like that <laughs> no he didn't like it. I mean we have a, a, a channel which um, I would be I suppose friendly with Paul Nealon who does Irish football fan TV and I've watched Irish football fan TV, and generally it's a, a positive spin or a, I suppose, an, an analytic look at how Irish teams are playing, how Irish managers are doing, how League of Ireland is doing, and and they bring. But there's no ranting and raving. There's no yeah. cursing and you know, as, as Simon Jordan said, negative. Yeah, but isn't this isn't that the kind of it's like a London underground kind of a team to it? You know what I mean? You're out there and you're saying as it is. Yeah, like maybe. same thing. I watch the Redman TV and they get an instant reaction after they leave Anfield or the away games. They'll get the lads in the stands when all the fans have gone, and you kind of get an hour later, and it's fresh, and you can feel the emotion of them. But you know, win, lose, or draw, it's generally good comments, and you know, you're looking at the the positives or whatnot. But the Arsenal one is definitely different, and that's what probably makes it popular is the fact that it's very raw. You I, know? I was looking at how many uh, followers I had on Facebook, anyhow, and it's, it's six hundred thirty-five thousand, hmm. which is which is a lot. But they also have a an, another person we'd had on the show, which is a, a Ars blog, which is the Arsenal hmm. blog, and they have a, a, a kind of a podcast as well, and they're well over a million or whatever. Yeah. and it, but that's more. There's more. It's more analytical. Yeah, they probably have brought, and they, they've writers and they've in-depth analysis and tactical and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so you yeah. wonder then, 
Well, like, see, it's horses for courses, is it, is it you for, know? If, Is it for different types of mindset? I think so, but I think it's also, it's a, it's a real kind of an, a, a behind a, a keyboard warrior maybe channel as well, where, you yeah. know what I mean, people are braver on the internet. They love posting underneath, you know, you know, get out of my club, yeah, you know, they're, they're yeah, getting yeah. emotional about it, but also having a bit of fun about it. And then say, shut up your tool or yeah, whatever, Yeah, you know? and they love that. And obviously yeah. you're tuning in for, like, we've, I think we played one of them last year and yeah. it was full of bleeps and bleeps, but, yeah. you know, but it's, it is entertaining. Yeah. But, Again, I would imagine if you're watching that week in, week out, it gets a little bit old as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're not going to listen to get out, get out, get you out. You nearly want Arsenal week. to win, don't you? You would, just to show them. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll be after the break. Tune to Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Uh, there's late drama in Glasgow. Yeah, it looks like young boys have equalised. It's one all. We're in the third minute of extra time now. We shall see how that finishes. Yeah, I'd so say. they need it. Young boys obviously need to score again. They need to win the game to qualify. They Rangers do. are will finish second with the draw, um, and it's the ninety second minute at the moment. And obviously we can't see the game, but if uh, if young boys score, they are true, and Rangers are out. So Rangers need to hold on there. Uh, the other games are uh, as was, I believe. Um, so we'll leave them there. Uh, just on the uh, it was an interesting one we put up the other day. A, a junior soccer player in Clare is currently banned from playing in the Clare District League after he appeared to publicly criticise the league's support of John Delaney. Delaney resigned, obviously, uh, for all sorts of different reasons, as we discussed, and the Clare District League acknowledges the contribution that John Delaney has made to our <laughs> league over his time as uh, CEO. Uh, and basically, what they did, he says, it's been brought to our attention that a story has been put out on social media that a player was suspended uh, in our league for criticising the... It says, firstly, we have no issue with criticism and everyone is entitled to our opinion. However, it's not criticism when someone takes to social media and calls our committee a shower of scumbags and calling for complete reform is needed in the in the committee um thoughts yeah there's probably <clears throat> if he has that opinion there's probably a better way of saying it maybe than a shower of so-and-so's but yeah i mean he's right <laughs> can <laughs> but, you be uh, can you be i don't know can that be upheld can it be yeah i, I, I don't know it's, I it's, don't know. It's, it's, weird, it? it's an interesting one should the whole rest of the league support them and call them a, a shower of scumbags yeah. and, and bring down the league i don't know it's, it's maybe a, it can be disciplined internally as in on your league or something but surely not total ban it's, it seems a bit kind of does seems, it seems yeah. a, a, a little bit odd. I would think so. I'd hope so. Real Madrid president uh, Florente Perez has reportedly held talks with FIFA president uh, Gianni Infantino, or Infantino uh, about a European elite club uh, league. They have rumours for sometimes the Champions League could face a complete overhaul and from 2024, it will have 32 teams of four groups of eight. Ugh. Do they need to, like, obviously, it says, according to sources, Perez wants a division of 20 teams, mainly made up of the top five leagues of England, Spain, Italy, Germany, and France. So there's all sorts of different ones. <laughs> Is the Champions League okay the way it is? Yeah, I like the Champions League the way it is. They ha- I think they they're all represented. I think there's a chat. Like, like I know Ajax didn't qualify this year. It would be nice if... 
but they were in the group stage. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so, and it gives nice everyone that path to get through. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, big small clubs can't make, be big clubs if they don't uh, have that path to go That's through. It, yeah. uh, I suppose it was a bit like, like the, I suppose in the cricket sense of things where Ireland couldn't get in to play any test matches but there was no path to get through. So how could you ever be a, a big nation or, or compete or whatever? So it's the same in here. You need it. But we we used to have two groups two group stages at one stage. Remember, do you remember that? Where there was a group stage and you qualified for true for another group stage yeah, and then yeah. you went into the knockouts and it was just it was a nonsense. bore, it was wasn't a bore. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so I couldn't, like a Champions League with just 20 European teams in it, it's just a league. Mm. And it's not, it, knockout is, is, is the exciting part. It is. It only gets interesting after Christmas. I mean, let's be honest, I think it's gotten better in the last few years as far as, it used to be the same seeded teams through every single year. Now, this year, I think there's a high level of the seeded teams. I don't, you know, most of the lower levels didn't get in. Oh, Atlanta and all scraped through. But it's, um, yeah, it only gets interesting after Christmas. I mean, there's some really going to be some cracking ties out of the last 16 now out of this. So that would be something to look forward yeah, to. I wouldn't be changing that. A lot of teams in the, uh, who came runners up who will mm. be strong, strong teams. But in the last few years, the likes of City and Spurs and a few of them made it interesting because they weren't seeds. They weren't yeah. one seeds. And uh, therefore, their group was way more exciting that's kind of where you want to be. You know, yeah. you want to see them games. Uh, Ali McCoy, as he does, loves to tell a story. And he had a story, another one who loves to talk about is Paul Gascoigne. Now, I'm going to go back here and tell you the backstory because they, what they were doing was they were talking about uh, Gattuso, who used to play mm. at Rangers with yep. him, the Italian international, who has now, Got I believe, Napoli, got the it? Napoli job uh, yep. over Ancelotti, which is madness in my opinion but anyhow yes he's talking about uh, Gattuso I'll tell you something a more competitive footballer I don't think I've ever played with it was unbelievable and and, and one of his first uh, as I say when he signed the Rangers what I signed him one of his prior to the old firm game I mean as you as you'd imagine and as you would hope he trained as he played right so this is maybe the Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that and we've got the old firm game coming up at the weekend and Gattuso's <laughs> Gatissa's running about scything people, you know the way, you know the way, a, a real terrier no type. No one give a dig. So, oh, he could handle himself with Gatissa. Listen, you don't win World Cups in Champions League if you can't handle yourself. Anyway, I don't need to tell you. Walter's going off his head. He says, some of these tackles, I've, I've got a game at the weekend, we're playing Celtic. He says, we need to watch some of these tackles. So he shouts to Gascoigne and he says, oh, Gaza, Gaza. He said, you speak about Italian. He said, tell him to calm down. Tell Gatissa to calm down as a game at the weekend. <laughs> Wrong man I mean Walter should have known better Let's be quite frank about it Alan Naivety at best in Walter's part So what does Gascoigne do in broken Italian It tells him more, that the manager more, wants more, more, more off more. you If he wants to play at the weekend You need to show a little bit of level of commitment in the training So I don't need to tell you Two minutes later The ball gets played up to me And I'm wearing six studs down my chest As he, as he tackles me Walter's going up a little on the, the sidelines man Always tells a good story, but uh, yeah, that's Gaza all over, isn't right. it? I knew that was going to end like that. It was yeah. either that or he's going to tell him you're dropped or something. <laughs> I'd see his reaction. Yeah, yeah, good story. Um, yes, the scores, final scores we have, and Rangers have made it through. Uh, Manchester United Wolves are all true. Celtic lost, but are also true as group winners. And of course, Arsenal got through earlier on. So everyone's true. Damn. We're all happy. Ten man Rangers made it. Ten know. man Rangers. Yeah, they got a man sent off and everything. Uh, yes, the 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 fight was on last week. 
Ruiz yeah. versus did you stay or Joshua did you stay up to watch I, it always at, at a, a, always. a lengthy hour of 9 o'clock yeah stay, <laughs> stay up for all the big fights uh, no I actually watched a replay of it I didn't really fancy watching it I didn't think I thought it, well not exactly the way it was going to go but I thought maybe Joshua might put him away this time mm. a bit more serious Ruiz came in as a bit of a mess really didn't he um, even admitted afterwards he kind of had I a bit of a I remember seeing him at, I thought it was October or something like that where he had lost loads of weight they were saying weight. he lost weight and what was he doing and, and then, then all of a sudden 20 stone, 20 stone like, the he heaviest doing? he'd been yeah and then I mean when the boxer himself turns around and says I've been partying a little bit and it's yeah. probably gone a bit mad like that's just ugh, stupidity it is. well look he's made his money out of it you know sure he was calling for round three wasn't he he was yeah. like yeah let's go again Yeah, so, I mean it's brilliant for him but, so. I mean he, he, he loses his belts Joshua gets yeah. his belts back he, he, he boxed clever he, he, he dipped in and out that's what we said last week he'd have to just do uh, what Katie Taylor did in her last fight yeah. just get the jab in that's what's the odd dig about. drop back out win the game or win the fight on points uh, he did that so but what about I suppose Wilder Wilder's the only one now for sure. even Wilder is turned into a kind of a big hitter now rather than a boxer if you know what I mean yeah, so but I think he's, he's always been that way but yeah. he's a dangerous big hitter oh very dangerous now that's a match I'd watch because you're just at any minute you know what I mean if, if say for example AJ's dominating him for nine rounds you're still sitting there going go on just yeah. get him once and you're yeah. it makes it more interesting and but, as, uh, as, as Fury would be a great fight be unbelievable. It'd be a brilliant fight. I mean, and they're, just they're set up now, Fury and Wilder, for the spring to fight each other as in the mm-hmm. second fight. Personally, I'd love to see Fury do it. I, I don't know. I don't, There's something a bit mad about Fury. Yeah, well. and everyone really likes someone a bit mad. <laughs> He's so unorthodox in his interviews, the way he carries on. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that fight. And actually, there you go. That's actually a fight I would pay and watch. But uh, yeah. Um, and the W's... BC have declared that Dillian White will have to wait until February 2021 for his mandatory world sh- t- title shot. Jesus. So he has to wait till 2021. Madness. So that and he's been waiting for the last year, mm. right? So he's to wait two and a bit years. And Usyk and is it Pulmanef or whatever his name is, they have been told that uh, Joshua has been told that he has they has to fight him the uh-huh. two of them within three months or four months or whatever it is. Basically in the spring as well right. but they're mandatory and they're only after being U6 only after getting in they to the heavyweight know, yeah. division so it's do- all the politics there's, isn't there's it? dodginess everywhere yeah, yeah. isn't but there boxing has never changed has yeah. it uh, Neil I probably won't get to see you over the Christmas so what's the plans plans for Christmas well I'm actually not working over the Christmas for the change which is the first time in three years so just take it easy chill Enjoy take it, it easy keep moving these elves around the house up until then and then I'm on holidays <laughs> after that <laughs> they move themselves now. oh yeah so helping them move to their new locations <laughs> that they move to themselves okay we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week thanks very much uh, enjoy your night <laughs>